A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The Big Lake, mate, how are you? Round 21, NRL, we're on the home stretch here, no origin nonsense anymore. Are you looking forward to the run home? Yeah, mate, looking forward to it, and we're not even over the origin nonsense, it's those multi-buy rounds that have been killing us, and we had our last one last week, we're back to the single buy per round, a lot easier to manage, except uh, players doing stupid things and getting suspended or injured at this time of year. We were saying, I think we reached our peak in the NRL season when Reece, that whole saga with Reese Walsh and the judiciary. I think in terms of rugby league drama, um, you know, the ones that we should be talking about, that is that takes the absolute cake. In terms of stupid stuff done on field, the circus afterwards, it's been a very interesting season, don't you reckon? Yeah, yes. The, the Reese Walsh one, I think it was, it was front page on NRL.com, big banner and everything to find out. Um, we were just trying to track the... Mike Acevo news, and you had to go searching for it. Like no one cares if it's not uh, Reese Walsh mouthing off the referees. No, clearly not. Um, Jared Wallace got off his charge. Mike Acevo trying to get downgraded from four weeks to zero. Let's see how that goes for him. But it is Parramatta Rugby League these days. I was saying, um, we've seemed to have come full circle on the SC Report pod because I remember back in the day, used to get a thousand and one complaints from people that our the I think it was back when Wenon ran the show, but our mm-hmm. intro song. The old train song would absolutely ruin your eardrums and then we'd be really quiet. Whereas yep. now, apparently, it's the opposite way. So, I don't know. Yeah, we've just got it's a lot more bad. opinions these days. We like to have our voice heard, <laughs> so we've changed it up a little bit and uh, now you have to deal with us. There you go. Yeah, you turn up the uh, volume to listen to the song and then you get blasted you yeah. with me shouting out Big Lake. Uh, but anyway, it's round 21. Supercoach, it's that tough time of year where we've – Managed to skate through the Byrans and the Origin period. And if you're like me, you're running very thin on trades, but you're still tempted to make them. And this week, it could be a really big moving week. There's a lot of big guns coming back, a lot of tough uh, outs and head-scratching teamless news that I'll throw to you later on. But it's going to be an interesting week in terms of what you do. There's, as a high, I guess, a high-level point, injured guys coming back in. Is this... You know, going back in Supercoach, there's some absolute guns that don't seem to matter how long they're out. As soon as they land back in our team lists, they go ballistic. Are you seeing that with the likes of Cleary, with the likes of Lateral, Payne Haas? What do you, what do you foresee in the crystal ball this week? Yeah, I, d- I don't know what to make of it. Lateral, I think, will maybe take some time to get back into it. He can hit the ground running, but he's also a real big boy and he's been out for a few weeks now. So possibly match fitness will get the better of him. Cleary... Uh, from all reports, is one of the best trainers around, um, applies himself like no one other, so we'll come back fit. The question mark with him is, does he get the kicking with his hamstring injury? Maybe they 
opt to keep him out of that, which will cap his ceiling. Um, but I guess the one I'm least worried about is Payne Haas. Pretty much just come back in and does what he does and trucks it up. Um, it's not a soft tissue injury. It's a, his ankle. Um, so if mm. that wasn't right, they wouldn't put him back out there, I would think. And um, not a lot of lateral movement with him and just run straight up the middle of the field and over the top of bloke. So he should be fine. Should be. We'll uh, wait and see. It should be a couple of cracking matchups this weekend, actually. A lot of uh, Laborious Raiders, Cows, Eels, Broncos, Souths, and then you got the likes of the Tigers and Dragons. Yeah, man. Absolute cracker. Spoon bowl this week, guys. Get your wooden spoons ready. Bang them. Bang the drums. That it's going to be an absolute, absolute blockbuster. Uh, well, going away to Hope Island, actually, with a few of the, the uh, golfing buddies. We're going on a... Uh, trip away, we're about 50 of us, and I think average age is probably 73 and a half. So as the young bucks on the trip, we've got a lot of uh, lot of reputation to live up to. So it could be a bit of a cloudy weekend. Uh, still going to yeah. have Stolze and his notifications raring and ready to go. But, uh, yeah, it's silly season almost for me because I've got five trades left for six and, uh, yeah, a hell of a lot of ground to make up. Speaking of grounds, let's go around and have a look at well, we had him on the pod a couple of weeks ago, and we haven't completely killed him yet. But uh, our boy, Nick Kirkup, his boys, Nick's boys themselves, are flying in 147th. I think took a little bit of a tumble down despite a 1290 in what was a pretty big scoring week. But he's up there, Stilesy 621, Serge, our old mate, 728. A couple of guys flying high in the top 1K. How are you traveling? A little bit less than that. Um, I'm mm. at about 11 or 12K. I, I keep going up 500 places and then dropping down 500 places. So I'm pretty much just uh, holding steady at the moment. Did you do anything dumb last week? Because you know what I did dumb, but did you do anything silly with trades, with I reserves, did. with captains? I what did. did. No, I I banked on Cleary coming back. So I traded SJ to Cleary um, oh, and we know how that no, turned no, no. out. Yeah, so SJ with his 130 <laughs> plus and Cleary being a late withdrawal. But, um, yep, absolutely. <laughs> and, the, and the good thing about it is I think we got the news that Cleary wasn't going to front up before the Warriors game. So I could have technically reversed that. But having the kids and, you know, looking after them, I'm not on top of those things as much anymore. So I just left it as is. And, yeah, that one hurt. Oh, tough luck, mate, because it was all the stuff about SJ and his wife and congratulations yep. to them, had the baby, and Cleary was in the team list all up until uh, an hour before kickoff. Fatty Vorton didn't even realise it either that he was gone. So you're in a pretty illustrious company there, but I mean, I alluded, alluded to it, my dumb move last week, possibly could be up there with dumbest to the, the season, uh, bringing Ezra Mam in. Cut price yeah. option, I thought. I'm sick of these bloody donkeys. I need to reverse curse them somehow. Uh, it kind of worked because Mam went pretty ordinarily and the Broncos flogged the dogs. So I wanted it the other way around. But anyway, uh, I'll just carry him through. Won't play him. You'll score three tries this week and the Broncos will flog him. So anyway, that's super good for you. Say, that's, that's not the worst <laughs> move except that you have to try and live with yourself after bringing a Bronco into your side. And I, I just don't know how you do it. Yeah, Matt, honestly, it's a it's a painful sight. Um, much like bringing Kalen Ponga in, although that actually worked out pretty well. Uh, much happier with my Captain Valentine Holmes, uh, spoiler alert, pick for this week. All right, that's enough uh, mucking around. Let's get into the teamless Tuesday news. Oh, 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 did you see that? Yeah, we'll go through it uh, team by team tonight. We can pretty much skip over the front one, uh, Ben Hunt. In for the Dragons, Tyrell Sloan, if anyone's still stupid enough to be holding on to him. Not much of note for the Tigers. 
uh, all the Warriors, to be honest. Sean Johnson uh, is under a little bit of a cloud as he he's got an early rest after a leg injury late in their game, but uh, it's said to be precautionary, so he should be okay. The Raiders have a couple of big ins with Josh Papali and Corey Horsburgh returning, um, which means Jack Whiten goes from lock, which I think he played his first ever game there on the weekend. He goes back to the number six. And the big one for the Bunnies, Latrell Mitchell is back after, as we mentioned, a, a couple weeks out. So he's come back into the side, along with every other South player that you could think of, Cody Walker, mm. Cam Murray, uh, Colin Matangi, Damian Cook, Campbell Graham, Jai Arrow, Hame Sele, and Jacob Host there on the thing. So they've just pretty much named an entirely new side this week. Um, as they try and reverse their trend. I, I, I mentioned in the article they were second um, just before Origin, heading into the Origin period. They're now sitting uh, right on the cusp of the top eight. So they'll look, be looking to climb back up with a couple of their Kiga boys back. Um, I guess a, a good thing, just to cut in, a couple of yeah. AE nightmares for me personally are now gone. Uh, Tyron Munro, which I guess a little bit unfortunate because he was killing it when he did he play, but he's... he's out. I'm not sure whether that's injury related or, or what it is, or maybe there's just too many people. And then you got Davi Mawali back in Jersey 21 where he belongs because he he's ruled a fair few AEs for me. He has. Nice he has. Let's say um, he's come in a couple of times and done a little bit of a job, and it would have helped over the you know the buy rounds if you need that extra number, but you do not want him hanging around. So yeah, he nope. has gone back to the pine. Their opponents, the Broncos, have welcomed back Reese Walsh, uh, which I think is a week earlier than originally planned for some sort of loophole clause, but I, you know, I could be wrong on that one. Payne Haas, as we mentioned, is back, and so is Pat Carrigan from his origin rest. The Titans. The Titans getting back AJ Brimson, along with uh, Joe Stimson, comes in on the pine, so Cleese Haas survives for now. But a uh, big one for them with Tino Fasul Malawi out for three games after a shoulder charge on uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard last weekend. Mm. So that's a huge loss for them and for super coaches. It's a lot of money to be sitting on the pine for three games. We might touch uh, on that a little bit later on, on what we do. Just shout out to AJ Brimson, actually. He uh, caused me to have 16 players uh, for, I think, the second time in about three weeks. Use the friggin' loophole. Waited all the way till Sunday afternoon, and then I didn't even see it. I'm watching the game, and I'm going, where's AJ? What, what's going on? I don't see him. <laughs> Is that that, that Jaden Campbell guy doesn't quite look like AJ. So, yeah, looped your boy Ponga. Thought it was all sweet and all, all fine, and then <laughs> Brimson well, scratched. You can game blame Stolze for that one in his uh, early late mail article. He had AJ Brimson as fronting up, but then old mate didn't get up for the game day. So uh, even the best of us make mistakes sometimes. I'll write a uh, aggressively worded email to the NRL SC Talk website. Perfect. <laughs> Make sure it gets to the the powers Addressed there. to Mr. Wennon. Um, mm. The Chookies, they've only had the one real change with James Tedesco back, but that pushes uh, Joey Mano into the centres and Sawali out into the wing, meaning, um, what's his name, Ponga, he's out of the side. So he drops out entirely, not even in the extended reserves. The Knights welcome back Dane Gagai for the second straight week in the team list. So whether he fronts up or not is still to be seen. Uh, no changes for the Storm or the Cowboys in their respective games. Yeah. But uh, the Eels lose both Regan Cameron-Gillard and potentially Mike Acevo if he doesn't get his ban overturned. So that's still up in the air there. Um, 
whether he plays mm. or, or someone comes onto the wing for him. Hayes Dunster is in the extended reserve, so it looks like he'll be the one called up, I would suggest. Another quick yeah. cut in there, mate. Just want to yep. give a quick shout-out. Haha, <laughs> I skip over it. <laughs> Are you kidding me, mate? Jakey G's 200th game. I mean, why isn't the whole yeah. club dedicated to him? The prop, the fullback, the winger. Well, I thought I'd skip on that and we'd have an entire segment dedicated to the man where mm. you just ranted for about 15 minutes while I went and got a coffee or something. So... Uh, you know, we always have these early. at the end of the at the end of the season, mate. We always have those. Like, if you and I, and invariably, it's both you and I are doing terribly. We're like, why not just trade in some meme player, Jakey G, if he's in there against Penrith in round twenty seven, and I somehow still have a trade up the sleeve. Bang, straight in. Thank you, mate. Very you're going to run out of trades awesome. well before that. You may as well bring him in now. <laughs> I'll keep one up the sleeve. <laughs> it's the Jakey G uh, ace up the sleeve round twenty seven. Imagine. Penrith rest all their players. Granville scores three tries. I soar into the top. Perfect, perfect. Mm. It couldn't ask for a better fairy tale finish to the season. Thank you. Uh, where do we get up to? The Panthers, big one with Nathan Cleary. He's named in number seven this week, so there'll be no uh, watching the late reserves or the final team list to hope that he gets up. He should be good to go. They were aiming for last week. Opted on the side of caution, so he'll be back this week, along with uh, Toto Crichton. Isaiah Yao and Liam Martin as they're starting to get their final side together and they get to take on the absolute powerhouse Bulldogs this week mm. with uh, Paul Alamotti back and uh, big Billy Kicks named in the 23 jersey. So good chance that he comes back for his first game since, was it round four? Oh, that's think. a long, long time ago. Yeah, mm. yeah, he played a couple of weeks and then hurt himself at training. So he should be back he could be back this week and i just note that josh had a car's named in the number 22 but um, from all reports he's no chance so i don't know what the the go is there but uh who knows? quick score prediction on this one mate uh, i think the last time i saw the betting odds the panthers were paying like a dollar two to the dogs 12.50 oh that's so, blown out to a dollar three mate oh well, jesus get <laughs> on is- get on now before it drops <laughs> Um, yeah, this could, this could be an absolute twenty-point shellacking. <laughs> it's a hundred and one dollars for thirteen wow. plus. I mean, if Penrith want to go somewhere exotic on the off-season, they're soaring pretty high. Why not give this? Why not give the doggy something to cheer about? Hey, what's while you've got it there? What's the line? Ah, uh, I reckon it'll be somewhere in the vicinity of about thirty thereabouts. Uh, twenty-six and a half. There you there go. You go. If uh, if Cleary's got his kicking boots on and he does get that roll. You never know, I might shank a few with that uh, coming back from the hamstring injury. But there you go. Who so knows? Even a 19 plus bet wouldn't get you your money back. No, I'm worried about the 74 nil. I've been coasting off of that for, for quite a while. Please don't take it. Uh, surely, surely they switch off by then. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, moving on to the Sharks game late on Sunday. Uh, I managed to jinx Teague Wilton well and truly. So Jesse Colquhoun comes on to the edge for him with Dale Finucane returning at lock from his suspension and BHU in at prop. Big outs for them with Matt Moylan and uh, Sifa Talakai being either dropped from the side entirely or or Cephas onto the bench. Um, Braden Trindle and Connor Tracy come into the side for those guys respectively. And then moving on to the Eels, you've got Sean Kepi and Matt Lodge in the 16 and 17 as the only inclusions for them. 
It's not a uh, yeah, not an exciting team list for, for poor old Manly, but uh, no. the Sharkies, I just cannot get a read on them. Uh, Mulatalo owner. I uh, did own Teague Wilton for a long time. Uh, thankfully, traded him a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, Talakai's bad news. A few people brought him in, and he went pretty well comparatively he did to the likes for a of couple Mulatalo. of weeks. Him and Mulatalo mm. went okay for a couple of weeks stint, and then both mm. have fallen off the map. But um, yeah, Talakai's been made the scapegoat in this one. He's had a couple of really rough weeks, especially defensively. So it's it's hard to justify, or it's hard to criticize rather the option to. Um, you know, give him a kick up the ass in this one. What I will say is that the, all of the media frenzies and the talk has been about their struggles against top eight sides and and how they can't get over the line there. But Manly are not that. So good chance of a massive bounce back and possibly a huge um, Nico Hines game. Hmm. I have some sort of weird, I think it's a weird fever dream where I suggested Matt Moylan as a buyer a couple of weeks ago. I don't know what I was smoking there, but... Um... I don't think that happened. I don't think it happened. I don't recall <laughs> I it. I'm it. giving you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let's segue this into captains for the week, though, because as you've said, this one, uh, Sunday Arvo game, I think it screams Nico Hines' captaincy. Uh, but any other moves that you're looking at this week? A couple of tough matchups, a couple of easy ones. Um I guess the Heinz thing is if you don't own Nathan Cleary. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, I think so. Um, Manly, I don't have their scores for last week, what they let in, but leading up to last week, they're allowing 60 points a game to right halves. Um, and you guys towed them, so Chad Townsend would have been playing on that side. It wouldn't have improved from that, I wouldn't have thought. Hmm. On the other hand, the Bulldogs, who Cleary is playing against, they're allowing 71 per game. Um, leading up mm. to last week when uh, your boy Ezra Man put 54 on him. So 51. Let's not, let's 51, not give him too much credit. Sorry, I gave mm. him too much. I, I really overestimated. So they're going at 70 points a game allowed to right halves, and I think Cleary probably toasts them. I mean, if I did own Cleary, I'd just be on erring on the side of caution with that whole – I know that all signs point to him going well, and he – comes back after a long layoff and, and kills it immediately. But I guess I'd just be wary, you know, with the whole um, injury thing. And do they rest him if they get a really big lead early on, which I'd Listen, suggest they would. Just doesn't point, give you an option, though. Fair point, but counter-argument. Can you and I afford to be wary at this stage of the game? We don't have too much to lose. We don't, no. And that's, that's I think, uh, the really good uh, tick in his box there is that, you know, it's a lot of money... Well, I mean, in fairness, maybe not as much money as um, you would think he's worth in the 800K sort of range there. But he's one of those guys I felt like as soon as we traded him out uh, a couple of months ago, whenever it was, when he first went out, you just knew some point he'd be back in the side. And what a game to do it. Like, what a game yep. to bring him back in. Uh, daytime game at home against a pretty dismal dog side. Like, this Listen, has... If- if there was yeah. ever a training run game where you wanted to get his match fitness back up, it's probably this one, um, only to be outdone by the Thursday night competitors. So it's a good Can game I to say, bring I liked, the, uh, I liked the comedic timing of training run and then a train horn in the yes. background. Well done, Lakey. Right. Well done. I'll, yeah, I've got my own soundboard over here. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, it's a good game to have him back. I guess the other worry is if they want to really go on the side of caution and you know Penrith blow out to a 20-point lead early on, does he get an early shower? Hmm. 
Well, uh, maybe 20 points. Um, or oh, in fairness, it's, that's more than enough. But, I mean, it's it's one of those things. You can take the risk. But if he's going off that early, it suggests he's on a pretty decent racket by that point. The only thing is, like, the VC thing would be great if he was early on and, and you didn't have any AE nightmares. But if you did VC him, you got Sharks and Manly. So who are you going to pick out of that game? Like, you can't oh, pick well, Hines. You, you can't start. pick Hines. So mm. it'd be Nakora, I suppose, for a safish score. Or just really hope Ruben Garrick bounces back and isn't a complete nupty like the rest of his team. Hmm. So given I am in the vicinity of throwing darts at a board, I've gone a little bit uh, left field. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Ezra Mam all over again. But AJ Brimson, VC, uh, daytime game against the Roosters at the Gold Coast. So this could be anything. And then I've gone C. Val Holmes. Um, screw the Eels. Uh, Mitch Moses, quarterback. You're going to go uh, yeah, get your just desserts this week, I reckon. I can see Val racking up a big score. He's been on the golf course. He's got the week off to rest. I could just see and hope, pray, that uh, 100-plus for big Val. And so I'm just going to steer away from these sort of more popular captains in the run home. Why not? I hope that yeah, they uh, you know, hit a 20 or 30. Indeed. If you're going on that route and you're looking for those left field options, I don't hate Chance Nickel Klockstad um, on the Friday night as a VC option. Coming up against mm. Canberra, he had 84 against them last time, but New Zealand are absolutely flying at the moment, and I think he'll want to put another big game against his old club, really show them what they let go. Yeah, it's a tough one, though. Like, I mean, Raiders, I was surprised that they got dusted mm. as heavily as they did last time they played the Warriors, especially at home. But yeah. I don't know, I think they'll be a little stiffer competition than the Sharkies were. But at the moment, Warriors are absolutely killing it. And you know what? I watched that game, and I thought, as bad as the... Well, I didn't actually think the Sharks were terrible, but the Warriors were so good. Yeah, and just clear, shout out Anton. Especially over in New Zealand where they're playing this mm. week. They just they go to another level. It's too bad yep. they can't have all their, you know, can't move the grand final over there if they make it. Only issue is, just had a look, 90% chance of rain on Friday night. Oh, perfect. That's uh, But again, like it We're sometimes just makes... SJ20. Mm. The uh, tackles can just slip off a little bit easier. But uh, there you go. So I'm going AJ in a pod move he owes me for last week. And then Big Val. I'll be uh, about 700 uh, wines, beers, scotches uh, deep on Saturday after a big day of golf. So looking forward to that game. But uh, you're going to say through. Another yep. decent shout is Davey Fafita against the Roosters who are allowing. I don't own the guy. Don't own the guy. I don't care. Top. <laughs> the, the Roosters are allowing the most points to second row forwards in all the competition. And uh, without Tino there, I think Davey's in for a big game. So that could be another VC shout if you want him to go a little bit pottish. No, hog the ball, AJ. Don't pass it out wide. Just go yourself, son. All, all right, right. That's captain's. That's a try assist to the man on the outside. Wouldn't go astray. That's Captain's Vices. Uh, let's take a quick break and come back with some of the key talking points. We've got Payne Haas, got Cam Munster, Damien Cook, Harry Grant. Just spoken through Nathan Cleary. We'll go through him. And lateral, a lot of heavy, heavy guns on the radar. We'll welcome you back soon. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Just want a quick shout out to Big Bad Bazzer in the live studio audience. We do love him. Love how he makes us feel a little bit more, uh, I don't know, at home on a Tuesday night. All right, Lakey. Big talking points this week. We ran through them prior to the break there. Uh, we've gone through Nathan Cleary. Let's park him for a little bit. Turn our attention to Lateral Mitchell. Lateral. He is back from a calf injury in, uh, yeah, very uh, good time for the Bunnies. They have a lot of cavalry coming back. Only issue is tough matchup. Whereas Cleary's got the dogs, he has got the Broncos in Brisbane. Uh, or is it? No, sorry, not in Brisbane, at home. No, no. In, uh, in Sydney. There you go. So a little bit easy for them. But yeah, it's a interesting one because he's eight hundred and twenty odd k. Fullback's been not a it's been a tough spot, I would say, comparatively to other years here. Are you pulling the trigger on someone like Latrell? Given you mentioned Cleary being the consummate professional off field, Latrell probably doesn't fit that mold. What are you no, doing if you had all the trades in the world? Trade away. <laughs> I'd say, yeah, well, Latrell's on my little black book to bring back in at some stage, but. He, he's got a 140 break even, um, first game back, as I said, a little bit concerned about his conditioning and whatnot. But um, in saying that, over the last, what round are we in, 21? So you're going back three mm. or four months now. Um, the Broncos are allowing 80 points per game to fullbacks, even though they're killing sides and they're second on the ladder and whatnot. Fullbacks are still scoring very well against them. Jacob Arillo had 70 last weekend on them in a 20-point loss. So still points to be had, but I'm, I'm just a bit wary of the uh, conditioning of the big fella. I want to make sure his calf is okay because a lot of his power comes from his, you know, legs or comes from his mm. ass basically, but the calf will play into that. So... I want to make sure he's at 100%. And he's still, he's got a 41 in his rolling average for the next couple of weeks. So he's bound to drop 60, 70K at the least, I would think. And you can get him, pick him up a couple, uh, in a couple of weeks for a lot cheaper than what he is. Don't know about a couple of weeks, mate, because it Tigers around 22 next week. So Ooh. he, with that 140 break even, hopefully a uh, bit of a down game and drops a hell of a lot of cash because, geez, you are immediately bringing him in. If you can yeah, for that one. I guess the only concern then is they have the buy in a couple of weeks, their final buy. So you'll mm. grab him for that Tigers game and then lose him shortly thereafter. Um, You'd still being... get Tigers. So you got Tigers, Sharks, Dragons, Knights, then the buy, and then the Chooks yeah, to close out the yep. year, which you know, could be anything, both sides. Yes, correct. So yeah, I'd have, no problem. I'd have no problem bringing mm. him for that, that next three-game run. Yeah, good call. Because, I mean, I mean, everyone's going to spend big on the likes of Nathan Cleary this week. So if you've got enough cash up the sleeve, a really good matchup play next round because, yeah, the poor old Tigers, uh, not too sure what's going on. And then the Sharkies, well, Bunnies well, are they, top eight team. See you later. Well, that's Dragons. it. Dragons. Dragons. Your boys, the Knights, could be yeah, uh, barley so bound. Three absolutely walkovers before running into a juggernaut in round 25 against the Knights. Uh, so. <laughs> there you go. In Newcastle. No, it, it is. It's a very favorable draw to end the season. You'll be wanting a couple of uh, bunnies in your side to capitalize, whether that's uh, just Latrell or, or Cody Walker. I know a lot of people are jumping on Cam Murray this week because he's cheap as chips, but. Um, 
I don't know. I think if they're going to be in these games and blowing teams out, the, the middle forwards won't be scoring as highly as you want them to. Mm. It'll be those gun outside guys um, that are putting on points. So uh, it's Latrell for me, and I'll be seriously contemplating it next week. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a good week to sit back and watch. The huge break even, high price, and also the fact that all the teams now coming back. So give them a day, give them a game to gel, and then really launch into the back end of the season as they tend to do. I think that's the play for the trail. Hold fire. Make sure he gets through this week fit and firing. Hmm. Listen, since we're talking about Latrell, let's talk about uh, Reese Walsh as well. Um, the yep. fullback on the other side of the field. It's a very similar situation. He's coming back off a couple of weeks because of his suspension, plays the Bunnies, which is a tough matchup. Um, and then the Broncos have a decent-ish run. Uh, well, no, actually, they've got a pretty staunch run with um, Roosters, then your boys, the Cowboys, and and Parramatta heading into a round 25 by before the Raiders and Storm to finish off the year. So um, he's going to be really cheap. He's got a 20 two i want to say in his role in average mm. um, big yep. break even he's going to be dropping a bit of cash is he someone that we look at bringing back in i don't think so given the buy uh in 25 and that couple of tough matchups that you mentioned there i mean i could see him he's got um a couple of games at the gabba one at suncorp to close out and also one somehow away from home at sunshine coast stadium i should have uh I forgot that that was <laughs> it's not even yeah. in sydney mate down south it's up south up north um, but yeah, I mean, tougher run and a little bit more inconsistent. So he did start to get a couple of those 20s, 30s. He was killing it at the start of the year, faded away a little bit. Maybe the time off refreshes him and spices him up for a, a big run home and he concentrates on the opposition, not the referee. But we'll say, yeah, a guy that I could safely park. If you still, I doubt you would have carried him through all of that stretch there, but you know, handy enough player to have in the back end. But I think there's better options and I think Luttrell, despite being, you know, for now, anyway, 180K more expensive, I'd be breaking the bank to bring him in than a guy like Reese Walsh, given that run. Yeah. This, this has turned into a little bit of fullback talk, but I guess, you know, not too many people have their fullback settled at this time of year because of the uh, shenanigans that have gone on at the back there. Teddy's fallen off a cliff. Pappenhausen doesn't exist anymore. Kalen Ponga can be picked in 5'8", so you're going to be picking him up there. Um, so who, who's the ideal fullback combination to have for the run home? Is it a Gutho Latrell? Drinkwater Latrell. 100% Scott Drinkwater. Like, Let's say I hit, the, I hit the super coach lotto this week and I can afford yeah. Drinky. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the time to get Drinky was two months ago or a month and a half ago, mm-hmm. or whatever it was before he started his run, but he, absolutely unattainable now. Um, and I don't yep. think you're going to be breaking your side with this few trades to bring him in. Look, if it was possible, I would do it. I mean, I'm talking about bringing Jake Granville in and I've brought Ezra Mammon. Mm-hmm. I'm doing weird stuff, but bringing Scotty Drinkwater, if I just had the trades to you know, bank the high-priced frauds and stuff that I've got, 100% would be doing it. Because what a player to if have. If you go from like a Nico Hines down to a Nufty, you could probably afford mm. it. Yeah. Yep. I mean, honestly, I would probably kill Drinky, so I'm just really hesitant for my cowboy's sake, to do that. But, yeah, I mean, that's the ideal combination. In a realistic term, I think Gutho and Latrell would be the run-home guys. And then hopefully you've got, you know, Ponga or whoever. And in my case, I've got Brimson that you can flick up and down in the event of injury and that kind of thing. So I think I see Gutho's been doing pretty well. I don't see any real uh, fade away for him despite um, a couple of tougher matchups. But, yeah, I mean, ideally, drinky, but... Unfortunately, money bites and Gutho Latrell, it's looking like. What about you? Yeah. 
I, I'm thinking very similar, and that's why I brought it up. I'd love to have drink water, but I missed that train. Um, and I was just trying to think of the other fullbacks around the league. Dream Buller's done his dash. Um, Pappenhausen is running and kicking now, so there's a potential for him to return, but I don't think you're going to be jumping on him at the first instance. Um, hmm. There's just not too many other guys that I'd really warrant bringing into my side for the run home. And I think Gutho's done enough this year to say that he is a top three fullback and you can probably rely on him as your second guy if you get uh, Alatrell. Hmm. I mean, in fairness, he is 150k away from Scotty Drink and he's got 122 break even, Gutho, this week. So, I mean, if you're ever going to make the move, maybe I'll just try and make a way to make that happen because figure it screw out. Clint Gutherson. You still got a boost go. up your sleeve, you can hmm. do it. Oh, mate, as if I've still got a boost up the sleeve. No, I don't want to talk about you. So, no. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Very good. Um, all right, let's turn our attention to centre wing. Uh, a couple of options there. Given the likes of mulatalo has been uh, absolutely terrible. Talakai, if you brought him in, is now out as well. Uh, what are you doing if you're having to trade uh, those guys out? Who are you making a move to? You've called out one guy in your article, Isaac Tungo. Do you reckon yep. he's top of the list for, I guess, non-popular centre wings? Yeah, the way he's going, he'd be the one I'd be targeting. Um, I did just make mention that when Cleary plays this year, Tungo's only averaged 60. I don't know whether that's coincidental or they go to the right side of the field far more often with the ball in Cleary's hands. So there is a, a bit of a question mark there. Um, but, yeah, I, I just don't know who the top, let's say, six centre wings are are for the run home um guys that you'd think are going to be performing have fallen off the map you've got your alex johnson's and as you mentioned mulatalo guys that you wouldn't expect up there are killing it um i, I just don't know even like asako who's got the goal kicking and whatnot mm. he's he's fallen away a little bit so there's plenty of uh moving pieces if you wanted to go that route um uh, who are you targeting? Mike Acevo, if he gets off? <laughs> I mean, the way that the Warriors are going, most people have got CNK, but the guy we spoke yeah. about months ago, Wintenez Lesniak, the combination that they, they've they got with SJ is absolutely killing it, and they've got a very soft run to come home. They so do, they do. I think it's it has to be call. said, though, like center wing is a very fickle position. There's not many that can consistently kill it week in, week out. So likes of Mulatalo, yeah, they're going pretty shit the last couple of weeks, but you know, all chance to come out and score 150 against Manly this week, uh, you just, yeah. And and same with Asako, like, he, I think he's just been up for so long that a couple of down games are starting to get people offside. But it's one of yep. those positions, if you just, yeah, hold fire, um, which is not what I'm doing this week, so do as I say, not as I do, because I've gone at Mulatalo out for Nick Meany. Let's, just throw, okay, let's just throw that out. It was a pretty much a straight swap, and it's a very sideways trade, but I'm sick of Mulatalo. Um, that ruined me last week. So Nick Meany, I think, on the other hand, has bottomed out. So he... Uh, tough sort of run that the Storm had. They, they weren't killing it, but now they get all Origin players back on deck. Pappenhausen doesn't look like he's any time you know, due back any time soon. So Meany now gets a very settled Storm side in the run home where they find uh, form the best. So 532k, 72 last week against the Chooks. Goal kicking, all that good stuff. I just see uh, plenty of points coming his direction in the run home. Uh, no more buyers, so gets to play all... Six or seven games, as does Mulatalo in fairness. But uh, Nick Meany, a guy I've wanted to have all year. Now I'm going to bring him in 
21 rounds late. But Yeah, no, uh, yeah and, and right before Pappenhausen comes back, it's a really smart move on your part. <laughs> he can't walk. He's kicking balls. <laughs> he can't walk. Listen, I'll, I'll throw a few names out and in no particular order. Uh, six guys as I've just gone through the team list that I, I would probably like in my side um, for the run home, and I think I have one of them. Yep. So let's uh, I'll throw these names at you and just rank them by, uh, I don't know, run home, um, priority, priority for the run yep. home. So we got CNK, mm. uh, Campbell Graham, he's back this week. Yep. You've got Joey Manu, uh, yep. Greg Marzu, uh, Val Holmes, and Isaac Tungo. So CNK, Graham, Manu, Marzu, Val, Tungo. Jeez, I mean, bottom of that list, I'd probably have to go uh, Campbell Graham, and that's purely based off the fact he's had so much time out and a lot of chefs in that Rabbitohs kitchen. So I kind of see... In terms of um, you know, immediate form, might be a little bit tougher for him. And then probably uh, Joey Manu would be next off the list. I mean, back at centre, Roosters are going terribly. He's had those couple of games at fullback that bump his average up. And then in fairness, he does pretty well back out in centre. But you just don't see a huge game coming from him. And then I just think your stat about the 60 points when Clear is there with Tungo probably limits him. So I reckon I'd have him third out of the six, or fourth in this case, and then toss up between the rest. I reckon, geez, I'd go probably Marju, then Val, then CNK. I rate CNK pretty highly given that run yeah. home that the Warriors have got and the way that they're playing, hugely attacking form. And and Val probably due a rest, I'm not sure. We've got a buy as well. So I know Toddy Payton wants to give some of the guys a, a break if we're in a position to do it, which we may not be. But, uh, yeah, so I'd go CNK, Val, Marju, Tungo, Graham. Sorry, Manu, Graham. Yeah, that it's a really tough list, isn't it? Say, so there's guys that have massive pros, obviously, and a few question marks or cons around them. Um, I'm a little bit different on my view of Campbell Graham, who was destroying teams uh, before he went out. Uh, as you said, a lot of chefs in that kitchen. But we just spoke earlier about wanting to have the strike weapons for the bunnies because they're amazing run home. So mm. I'd, I'd probably have him top three, maybe four on that list. Um, otherwise, I think it's you, you've got it pretty good there. You know, CNK as a fullback is hard to go past. Love Val Holmes with a goal kicking to really steady his base. Um, and, and Greg Marzu, the work rate on that kid is ridiculous. So that, they're always sort of putting up good good scores, whether you they score tries or not. Um, mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. It's a dartboard decision. I probably discounted. Actually, we talked about it. 10 minutes ago, classic JT. But the run home that the Rabbitohs have, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Tiger Sharks, Dragons, Knights, Roosters. I mean, yeah. Okay, bumping Graham up. He can go yep. fourth, something like that. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, all right. Let's turn our attention to 5-8 because uh, you're making a move this week to bring Cam Munster in. Is that right? I am. I am. I finally managed to uh, give big, what's his name, Schuster, the boot. So oh. I've felt really good about this. I don't care what Cam Munster's break even is. The Knights have been the worst team to score against from the left half position, et cetera, et cetera. I do not care. I just do not want Josh Schuster on my side anymore. So why Cam Munster and not Cody Walker for 60K more? Do you own both or who's your No, I've got Kalen Ponga as my um, you know, number one 5'8 mm. at the moment. 
I think Cam Munster's just got the pedigree over Cody Walker. Cody can go massive. Cam can as well, but uh, he's a safer play uh, than Cody. And I think with the boom bust of Kalen Ponga, who can, you know, he hasn't been going badly at any stage, but he does have the history of HIAs where he drops out in single digit scores and whatnot. I just Cam Munster provides a bit of stability in the position that I think if I have a bad Kalen Ponga week or an injured Kalen Ponga week, and a bad Cody Walker week, then I'm really up shit's creek in that mm. position. Okay. No, that's interesting. I mean, Munster's had a pretty disrupted last couple of months with Origin and all that kind of stuff. So he's got 35, 42, 37 in his last uh, five games. So, I mean, to me, that you can kind of discount that given the Storm weren't going tremendously and he's got the distraction of Origin and, and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, Walker's been up there. Uh, pretty much all season. So we know how um, erratic he can be historically, but I thought he's just been uh, killing it week to week and we were talking yes. about him for a long time. And I think, again, with that run home, keep bringing it up, but it's Bunny's time to shine with a lot of these guys back. So, I mean, I guess the only worry would be that Latrell comes back and steals the thunder. We know fullbacks get all the points. We've seen that time and time again. But if I was to, if I had the money and I could go, I'd definitely be going uh, Cody just based on that run and trying to be a bit... Um, uh, a bit more exotic, where I think Munster's been a little steadier so far this year. I could see Walker going 120-plus. I can't really see Munster doing that too regularly. But, um, you yeah, know, more power to you. Um, yep. Yeah, I'm running bloody, God knows, Ezra Mayer in there, so I can't really make any. <laughs> so if I was going to bring Cody Walker in, that clearly means you've got a better but a stranglehold on things. Any other 5.8s? I mean, it's kind of a pretty yeah, horrible position, but, I mean, you did mention Dylan Brown. Off air, is he a serious consideration? Well, he's not back till round 23. Um, and if I remember correctly, the Eels have another buy. Um, so he could be missing a mm. couple weeks. Uh, again, don't quote me on that one. I don't remember off the top of my head. I'm just trying to find it. Uh, the last sorry, week, I think they have the buy. Last week, the round 27 buy. So he'll get three games. I don't think he's probably a serious contender in that stage. I mean, they've got the Broncos, Roosters, and Panthers in his three games back. Um, should he return? Dragons in round 23, I should say, as well. So that could be a massive score for him. But, you know, you're going to want someone for the next couple of weeks anyway. Uh, you can't just wait until he gets back, in my opinion, as much as I do love the kid when he's on the field. Uh, other mm. guys at the top of the props there, you've got KP who you can play at 5'8 fullback, um, I, I think he's the must-have at the moment. Um, yep. You know, you can, you will play him at 5'8 so you can have those fullbacks uh, that we spoke about a bit earlier. Um, just with the, you know, unless you're running a Cody-Munster combination, then you play Ponga at the back. But I think he's the absolute number one at the moment. Then you've got Joey Manu who can play in center wing, um, which is where you would have him. So I, I just don't see anybody else as really challenging for that mantle on the run home. Yep, no, fair call. All right, turning attention to the front row, Tino for Asul Malawi is going to throw a spanner in a few works because he is out for three weeks, which at a critical juncture in the season probably means that he is gone from your side this week. Are you trading to a similarly priced front row, second row? Actually, let's stick with front row because I think you've mentioned Dave Fafita, basically the same price. If you don't have him, basically a straight swap to... Uh, from Tino is probably the way to go. But say you want to splash the cash elsewhere, uh, mm-hmm. is it worth going a little cheap 
in your front row, you know, if you've got the likes of Fanua Blake and Tarpanay, the out-and-out guns there, and you've got someone that can fill in and an absolute pinch beyond that, is it worth trading Tino out to maybe enough and going large over the likes of Cleary, as we've spoken about, uh, Latrell in, in a couple of weeks, those sort of guys? What are you doing? Uh, that is a huge call because I think the front rowers that you really want to have in your side, um, there is only a handful of them. Tino was the number one at the moment, in my mm. opinion. Then you've got Haas, AFB, Tarpane, Harris, and probably Corey Horsburgh. You could throw into that same mix. Um, so there are guys there that you can flip him to and still have top production from and even like going to Haas who's the next highest price front rower you're, you're gaining 110k just from the trade down to Payne Haas um, 150 mm. to AFB and more from the other guys as you go down the list so I think I think you do replace it with a premium uh, I'd be really surprised if anyone at this stage had a Tino AFB B and Haas, or like three gun front rowers. Most people will be running two with a substitute of some sort. But um, yeah, if you okay. do have... Yeah, say you've got the two. Say you've got yeah, two guns. Say you've got... Yeah. Yeah. Are you, are, yeah. Is it worth getting Haas in? I don't think it is. I mean, for in a position that's pretty stable, and we know Haas is a freak and he can go quite large, but he's coming back from injury. Uh, Broncos, um, mediocre or middling kind of run to see out the season, I think you can go without. I think you can go cheap yes. um, I think or so reliable. Too. And I'm, I'm working on the assumption that if you have three premier front rowers, then you don't have, you mm. know, five or six second rowers um, that yep. you can rely on week to week. So my thought would be to either, you know, go Tino to a gun second rower, uh, Fafita Nakora, Hopgood potentially, um, or... You know, if you have to make two trades, you go down and, and bank the cash somewhere else. <coughs> are you? Is it a thought? Are you a little concerned as a? Are you a Tohu Harris owner? Tohu Harris owner? I am a Tohu Harris owner. Yes, and mm. it is a bit concerning. He keeps seeming to pick up these minor leg injuries that rule him out for parts of the games, um, but soldiering through. So you know, if I had the trades and the cash, I'd probably flip him up to a pain house. But I just I'm working a little skint at the moment. Hmm. I didn't even really think about it, but uh, Raiders this week in the wet and then a bye the week after. So if you've got, like me, Fanua Blake and Harris, you better have someone reasonably worthwhile to uh, play in their absence next week because that could be a tough one. So, yeah, hopefully have a jewel up your sleeve. But otherwise, I think Torhu, if you you know, if I was a, a trading man, which I'm clearly not at the moment, he might be on the chopping block. Uh, ever reliable when he gets those attacking stats, but he's not liking, as you said, the looks of those little niggles that he's picked up, although the buyer could be perfectly timed. But yeah, he'd be uh, one I'm keeping an eye on uh, just as a guy who's may have peaked in price, not liking what uh, I'm seeing. Hold on to him. He can play the Joey Tarpany role that he played for me last week when I looped Kalen Ponga. Tarpany was my Got captain. Tor mm. who can be my captain when Latrell goes mental against the Tigers. Hmm. Maybe I might need Davi Moalo for a swan song. <laughs> 20 <laughs> points next week. All right. Uh, quick one over the hooking rotation. I think there's only one player that you must have in the run home. Well, maybe there's two, but uh, Harry Grant absolutely mm-hmm. killed it coming back from Origin last week. Almost a ton. He might have got over that line, but uh, he is now settled in the side, looking pretty good. Is he must have in that position for the run home or if you're to play devil's advocate, does hooker, is there much discrepancy these days? Because it's a pretty ordinary scoring position. 
It is, and I, but I think uh, Harry Grant is the number one by and far. Mm. Like he's averaging eight points more per game than the number two guy at the moment, excluding Jeremy Marshall King, who's injured. Damian Cook is eight points behind Harry Grant um, per game. So I think the um, variety will come from your second hooking option. Harry Grant is a must-have. 44% already own him, 45% already own him. So if you don't have him, you're going to be falling behind everybody else. No, my boy Reese Robson's going to absolutely kill it, as is uh, potential loop option um, <laughs> Jeremy Marshall <laughs> King, who I'm still oh, carrying. God, you're running yeah. that combination. You're uh, struggling. I was 20-odd K away from uh, or less from getting Harry Grant's straight swap for uh, for JMK this week. But anyway, that's the way the cookie crumbles. But um, I think, yeah, in fairness, Harry Grant, the way he can attack, you know, second to none. Damien Cook, a reasonable couple of games over his last uh, stretch. So he's got 100. He's got a, you know, 70, a couple of 60s there. So he's been doing okay. Uh, maybe a little spark out of the Origin Arena as well. But Ed, as we've said a lot, the, the run home for the Bunnies looks pretty good. But, yeah, I think Grant's probably the one you want uh, if yep. you're going to toss it all up. And if you can get by with a – like a, it's one of those positions you don't like to run uh, just one player and enough kind of thing, one gun and enough, because, yeah, Grant, every chance he gets to re- gets a rest. If you've got some sort of adequate coverage there, it'd be yeah, tempted to just run with one gun and, and nothing else. But, uh, yeah, keep an emergency Jake Grant will trade up your sleeve. Um, all right, circling back to Nathan Cleary. Uh, what do you reckon the difference is, if we're just going to frame it this way, what do you reckon the difference in scoring between him and Moses will be, uh, average points-wise, per game for the rest of the year? Uh, I reckon probably 10 to 15. Um, Moses was doing really well with Dylan Brown by his side and I think had uh, Parramatta's in for a tough couple of tougher matchups without their settled top 17. Cleary... You know, they're on top of the table, but the Broncos are on the same win-loss percentage as them. Um, actually, the Broncos have played one more game and have one more win. It's just uh, points differential that's, you know, separating them at the moment. Mm. So the Panthers aren't going to take their foot off the pedal until they know they've got the minor premiership wrapped up. And I think Cleary's going to want a couple of big games heading home, get himself fit for the finals period, and, and he's going to go bananas. Tell you what, I think it'll be a little bit closer than you think with 10 or 15, which is a pretty decently sized average over the last seven or so games. Moses, in fairness, only played six, but I thought Moses was matching it with him, if not bettering, for a lot of the year when they were both playing. I mean, Moses has the ceiling as well. He's 147, 130, 118. He can go large on his day. I think Parramatta, they've held it. They've just held it uh, in place i guess while uh you know they had the disruption with dylan brown that kind of thing they've been getting by and i don't know i can see a, a decent run yeah. in for no, them so i right. think the gap is going to be pretty low they have been getting by but i think a lot of that's been gutho um he's been mm. going just gangbusters from the back um mitchell moses is having a couple of big games as well but the average between cleary and moses at the moment is 83 to 72 so it's 11 point gap and i just don't see that getting closer cleary was on 30 something in 17 minutes in his injury game when he when he went out so that was going to be a massive game he was probably pushing his average up a couple of points even Mm. um i just think he he picks up where he left off He, he starts having some massive games to end the year and i just don't see mitch moses closing the gap I don't think Parramatta yep. is going to go as well as Penrith are, and Cleary's in everything. 
Mm. And I mean, in fairness, it could be this week that it completely blows out of the water because Moses, tough game against the Cows up in Townsville, whereas, as we've spoken about, very handy matchup for Nathan Cleary. So it could be, you know, 150 to 50 or something this week. It's it's a very, uh, very tough one. If I had the money, I had the trades. I think it's safe to say Nathan Cleary straight in. But if you're like me, you just got to grit your teeth and hope Mitch Moses can somehow hold firm. Any yeah, final listen, he's words? Not a, he, sorry, sorry just a, on that one. He's not a bad option. He's not a bad um, mm. second halfback. You know, you can rely on him. You maybe play him against the easier matchups because you know he'll go. He's a flat track bully, really. When the Eels are up and about, Mitch Moses is is up and about. But um, you know, you've got to really pick two halfbacks to end the year out of Hines, Cleary. SJ and Moses, they're the clear winners. And um, for me, it's Hines and Cleary. Yep. Okay. No, fair call. I think uh, safe to say that'll be what the number or top 100 teams finish their season with. Uh, Kirk, I hope he also gets there as well. Any final words of wisdom before we leave it for round 21? No, I just did want to apologize for Teague Wilton. I said in my article last week (laughs) that I'm sure to jinx someone coming up from the Sharks because they've been really uh, lucky with injuries and Teague Wilton was the man to go down. So I do apologize. There you go. Oh, man, it's not the first time we've uh, got the the curse. I actually had a good banner this week. I've been uh, pretty uh, ordinary with picking them so far for the site. Uh, team news, scores, and chat article each week. But I had uh, Tino F last week. Oh, I nailed it. Sort of a delayed onset banner. But, uh, yeah, absolutely killed him. So apologies to all owners, but not really because I don't own him. But anyway, need all the help I can get. Great to talk to you, Lakey. I like these little uh, shoot-from-the-hip kind of pods. No real run sheet. We just, uh, yeah, yeah, talk some absolute rubbish. And, and it seems to work for us. It does, mate. Well, we're lofty positions of 10K and 6K, whatever yeah. it is. But, yeah. you know, we're on the home stretch now and, and weird things start to happen if you're lucky enough. So there you go. Looking forward to the back end of the season. We'll catch you next week. Hopefully I'm alive. Big weekend ahead. Uh, hopefully you and I are both cheering big wins for our respective sides. Anyway, Yeehaw. good to chat to you, mate. <laughs> Not holding my breath against Melbourne, but yeah, thank you. Talk to you next week. Yeah. See you, buddy. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley, in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.